not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. And you'll never have to pour or measure detergent again. Can we, can we all get along? Karen, horror death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no sides. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Hello, Brain Trust. Thank y'all for tuning in to this podcast we like to call Last Week on Earth. Why? Because I cover everything that happened during the last week on Earth. You know that. Everything everything that matters. Everything that's important in this grand old world. Um, well, we start with the most important story of the week. So I'm going to do that right now. Kim Kardashian publicly showers in milk, I excitedly report. Summer's officially heating up. Fergie debuted the sexy new music video for her beat-driven summer hit, MILF Dollar Sign, on Friday, as Weekly reported. The first single off her much-anticipated second solo album, Double Duchess. Is that like a jump rope reference? Bringing it old school there, huh, Fergs? Fergalicious, dirk-a-dirk-a-dicious. Due out a little bit later this year. In the video, the Black Eyed Peas singer, 41 years old, who I have met, and is very sweet and beautiful and lovely. And I thought there was a vibe between us, even though she's a married woman. I wanted there to be a vibe. She told me I was handsome. Maybe she was just being nice. Because it was the day of the Chelsea Lately finale, and she was a fan of the show, and she knew I was probably vulnerable and sad. Wanted to make me feel good. But she was a very sweet person. Is my belief. In this video, she's joined by a bevy of hot Hollywood moms, including Kim Kardashian. Never heard of that person. I have. I just talked about her in the beginning of the story, you guys. That was a misdirect. Chrissy Teigen, another lovely human. And funny. You should follow her on Twitter if you're not. Alessandra Ambrosio. I don't know who that is. But her name reminds me of Ambrosia, the delicious and... Rarely made dessert in modern life. And I'd like to see more ambrosia in, in my life. And Ciara, who I also do not know. But one of the most memorable scenes in this video involves the KUWTK star, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Kardashians star and mom of North 3 and Saint Six Months, a bunch of egotistical, arrogant names that should never have been named to a human. Showing off her ample curves in a sexy outfit while showering in milk. Fergie also cleansed herself in the nutritious beverage, but opts to bathe in it instead. And that's smart because you can't, can't get clean in a bath anyway. It's just for relaxation. Nothing says relaxation than a milk mustache all over your body. But I watched the video as research for the story. And let me just say, good video. Okay? Good video. 
I should also announce I'm going to Europe in one week's time. After next week's episode, I'll be flying to Europe, where I'll be spending about uh, seven days in Amsterdam, perhaps my favorite city in the world. I think it is my favorite city in the world. I'll be writing. I should be doing a podcast from there. And I will also be um, chilling and probably be high. You know what I mean? For obvious reasons. But um, then I'm going to London for the first time I've ever been to London for four days. And I'll be meeting on this trip Chris Carter of the UK Brain Trust, the British Bureau of this fine podcast, who's been bringing you wacky, wild, weird, wacky stories since basically the inception of this thing. I mean, so inception style that I'm still spinning that top, y'all. And uh, also I want to let you know that I've been doing so much Snapchatting and I've been enjoying making my story most days. I think I'm going to start posting them on Snapchat um, a couple times a week. I'm sorry, I'm posting them on my my YouTube channel, saving them and posting them on YouTube a couple times a week. I'm going to try to start building a YouTube following. So if you're not following me there yet, go to youtube.com slash and subscribe. Um, but that should be fun. And um, hopefully y'all are going to enjoy that. And you'll see that. And you'll enjoy that. And it'll be like Jordash jeans. Like straight up, no chaser. Give me stop top till I tumble. I'm definitely not saying things that mean anything at this point. Um, I wanted to say... Also that um, yesterday would have been my grandfather's 99th birthday. And he was my hero in life. And still is. And is an amazing, amazing human being. And a man who has just meant so much to me over the years. And taught me what it is to stand for something. To fight for what you want. To work harder than you ever thought imaginable. To achieve your goals. And I posted this tribute on my Facebook and on my Twitter, but, um, and on my Instagram, but I wanted to read it to you now just because you all are the ones I care most about listening to this podcast, The Brain Trust, and I wanted to, um, include you guys in hearing a very brief version of my grandfather's story, um, and, um, his name was Joseph, and he was an amazing man. He's the most amazing man I've ever met or heard about, and I've met world leaders, and I've heard about them all. My grandpa came from humble beginnings, fell in love with and married my grandma in China, and then while doing work in the local Jewish community there was, one day, without provocation or warning, taken by Russian soldiers into a concentration camp in Siberia during the awful years of the Holocaust. He did not see my grandmother again for many years. Luckily, if you can call this luck, because he went from his native Poland to China upon the urging of his family when he was a young man, because there was more work opportunities there, his life was spared. His family was not so lucky, as the Nazis killed his parents and four brothers. Through an amazing coincidence that I will tell you about another time, Due to my grandpa's enormous heart, he was able to get the message to my grandma that he was okay and that he would be back. My grandfather became a leader in that prison camp, protecting and taking care of his fellow inmates. And when released and returned to his native Poland years later, 
he made damn sure that he made his way back to my grandma. He somehow secured safe passage for both of them, separately, to the newly forming nation of Israel. But never just focused on himself. In the meantime, he changed the lives of many Jewish children who had been orphaned during the Holocaust. They had been baptized against their will and were sitting in orphanages. My grandfather Joseph helped to rescue them and get them safe passage to the new land of Israel, helping them rediscover their Jewish heritage and eventually finding safe homes. In Israel, now reunited, my grandparents gave birth to my father, who you all know. But all of this wasn't enough for my grandpa. His dream was to come to America. He moved my family to the United States with just $20 in his pocket. Over the next couple decades, he did all in his power to succeed, working harder than you could imagine. He ended up a huge success in business, living in Beverly Hills, and a huge success in life as the best role model possible. A truly amazing man. He gave us our lives. I will love him forever. So I wanted to share that with you guys. I really miss my grandpa, and I'm saddened that he was never able to see any of my career or success, but luckily I at least got his blessing to pursue this crazy career. In the last few years of his life, my grandfather and the end of my high school experience would take my brother and I each once a week separately to lunch as he just wanted to get to know us individually better. And while, of course, he had the same desire of any Jewish grandfather for me to be a doctor or a lawyer, maybe go into his business of real estate, but I said to him, even then, I believe it was my senior year of high school, one day at lunch at RJ's Rib Joint in Beverly Hills, I said to my grandpa, Grandpa, I just love entertaining people. I love making people laugh. And I think I have to do it for a living. If there's something that I truly get that much joy out of, that I'm that good at, that I feel is my calling, don't I have to do it? Without hesitating, my grandfather said, yes, yes you do. That always meant so much to me. So that was a cool thing. Grandpa Joseph, I love you so much. Um, Adnan Syed of Serial Podcast fame is getting a retrial. Booyah. Sarah Koenig is soups happy to hear about this. You can guarantee it. Adnan Syed, the subject of the Serial Podcast, has been granted a retrial. His attorney announced on Twitter on Thursday. Adnan was convicted for the 1999 murder of his high school girlfriend, Heyman Lee, and sentenced to life in prison in 2000. Syed's case was the subject of the 2014 inaugural season of a serial podcast, which outlined potential holes in the prosecution's case against Adnan calling from prison. Adnan, I went on the drive, and it seems like the drive is possible. Well, Serial Podcast is back on the case, as they did not gain as so much traction with the Bo Bergdahl story. Stick with what works. Go back to the Adnan Syed. This guy may or may not get off for this murder he may or may not have committed. But we're all getting off on it listening. That's all that matters, isn't it? The general public and our sheer need for entertainment. That's what I tell myself every damn day, every day of the live long day. Big week in Hillary Clinton email news first. Bill Clinton 
went on the Attorney General Loretta Lynch's airplane because he's soups cocky, the Daily Beast reported. An impromptu meeting or so they claim between former President Bill Clinton, that's right, thank you, and Attorney General, General Loretta Lynch sparked huge controversy after questions emerged about the content of the conversation. Why? Because Lynch is investigating Hillary about her email controversy and whether or not she intentionally sent classified information and all of this. And while this woman is in charge of the fate of your wife, maybe you don't hang out on the tarmac and get on their fucking airplane. Maybe just like sit it out and chill. But no, Bill, he's like, I'm going to go on that airplane. I know her. I'm going to go on there and say a thing or two. We're going to claim publicly that we're talking about our grandkids, but in actual fact, I'm going to be like, oh, come on, Loretta, baby, honey, sugar pie. Do you want Donald Trump to be president of America? Come on. Maybe she saw it his way. But the outrage ended up hurting Hillary because... She basically recused herself. She came out the next day and said because of this controversy, she will accept whatever finding the FBI decides. And the FBI is not a political organization and has generally been perceived as being apolitical and removed from politics. And so she basically took her power to overrule them or to rule based on their recommendation away. And then, lo and behold... The FBI interviewed Hillary Clinton finally a year into this thing at on a Saturday, this last Saturday for three and a half hours, and just two days later, FBI Director James Comey comes out and gave like a 20-minute speech where he said all the laws Hillary seems like she broke, all the things she intentionally skirted around, how horribly she put information at risk. How classified information should never be treated that way and she and her team should know better. How it could have been hacked by foreign governments. And because of all of this, he is not recommending charges. Say what? Say, 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 say who and say what? Not recommend. Everything he was saying was leading up. What a misdirect that was. Everything he was saying was leading up to, yeah, we're pressing charges. And then Boo pulls the old switch. The old switcheroo. The old switch old ditchel on us. Well, all right. Nobody really expected her to be indicted anyway, but he was so blithering, and that's not a word, but so withering and blistering and combining the two into blithering should be a word. Let's start at one from now on. It means both both withering and blistering. It means the same thing as both, I guess, so it's unnecessary. But there's a lot of necessary things, you know, like penguins. So I think it's fine to use such a word. And... uh it's going to give Trump such an insane amount of fodder to use to to tear down Hillary's campaign, to use in campaign ads. Many of the things she claimed about her email were not true, just in the end ended up being not true. She said she did it for convenience so she could use one device. He revealed that she used multiple devices. I mean, there's a huge number of lies that were exposed. Still, though, she worlds better than Donald Trump, as I argued on my friend Megan McCain's radio show today. She's not voting for any of them. She's going to write in a name or skip the category entirely and just vote down ballot for other uh, local races and for the Senate and for the House and all that. Um, I argued that even if Hillary's got a bit of a moral character issue, as does Trump, 
Trump's simply erratic nature, how unpredictable and crazy and short-tempered and juvenile he is, I really think it's like 50-50 we end up in World War III. He says something and pisses off Kim Jong-un or anybody, somebody in the Middle East, and we got a major world war on our hands. And I argued that as crazy as this sounds, even somebody's moral character, once they're president, probably does not matter as much. Obviously, it's preferable to have somebody of great morals, but it doesn't matter as much with all the checks and balances as somebody who's erratic, because whether they're morally perfect or not, they're not going to do bold, crazy moves that aren't within what you expect them to do. They're too politically minded. Whereas Trump's not politically minded, he's just a loose cannon. And if you if you hire a loose cannon, you end up firing a loose cannon, like into into somebody's ship. And then they piss because they got a hole in their ship and they're drowning now. They're going to swing at you with their pirate arms. And you have to keep that in mind. Megan retorted that she thinks Hillary's evil, and so it's a toss-up between erratic and and for that reason, dangerous or pure evil, but I don't think she's pure evil. That's an exaggeration. I think that's a Republican talking point, personally. It's not evil. She just has, you know, some issues. That's all. Um, and the Justice Department now came out and said that, indeed, they will follow the FBI's findings and there will be no charges. So it's very, um, it's very interesting. Here's an exact quote from James Comey's finding, the FBI director's findings on Hillary. Although we did not find clear evidence that Secretary Clinton or her colleagues intended to violate laws governing the handling of classified information, and that's why, why, by the way, there was no charge, because there was no intent. That if she didn't intend to do it, she can go break the law all, all the fuck she wants. She didn't, she didn't mean to break the law. She didn't mean to expose government secrets, so fuck it. Even said, by the way, that her email was less protected than even like Google, even like Gmail. Didn't even have 24-hour security on it. Just fucking bananas. I think even bananas are more securely protected on account of their hard yellow shell casing. Their hard yellow casing. You don't have to write shell in the quote, Bridget. You can just go straight to casing if you'd like. So I think you this is one that's one that you would enjoy. Follow at last week on Earth as curated and and cited and quoted by Bridget Woodbury on the Twitter. At B Woodbury. At last week on Earth. Um so he says, even though she did not intend to violate the laws governing the handling of classified information, there is evidence that they were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive Highly classified information. Extremely careless. Careless. Careless whisper of his email. Cause she won't sin. And she won't depend on the government circuit servers. Pain is what she'll now suffer. Cause Trump never let it lie. Donald Trump's gonna hammer. Her with this finding until the election comes. She should have known better than to set up a private email. Server. And she'll never do that again. But will she be president? Now, 
that is dumb. We'll see who wins in November. And we will. We will see who wins. So, the same exact day, and it seems very planned, hours after this findings, like, did Obama and Hillary know about the timing of, and the fact that she'd be exonerated? Because just hours after was President Obama's first joint campaign event with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton came down Air Force One with the president. And he held a glowing rally with her, where he said, and I quote, quite a contrast to Comey's statement. Let me tell you, uh, North Carolina, uh, my faith in Hillary Clinton has always been rewarded. I've had a front row seat to her judgment and her toughness, yo-yo, boo-boo, and her commitment to diplomacy, my little friend. And there has never been any man or woman more qualified for this office than Hillary Clinton, boo-boo. It's an exact quote. Minus the yogi verifying of the voice and the boo-boos. So, pretty full-throated endorsement. Let's move on to real news. Lindsay Lohan makes it to 30. Lilo celebrated her 3-0 on Saturday. And it's crazy to think, as Weekly reports, it has been 18 years since the actress was introduced to the world in Disney's 1998 remake of The Parent Trap. And it's crazy to think it, because we're wasting our time thinking about it. Trump, anti-Semitic tweet, of course, because the guy steps in it for a living, which, of course, he claimed ignorance of. By the way, all the things he claims ignorance of and innocence of. How could we ever possibly hold him to account if he were in office? How? He just denies everything. But he, re he posted an image stolen from another and... Another white supremacist, anti-black, anti-Jewish person, has history of posting anti-Semitic things, posted a picture of, of Hillary laughing with money in the background and a Jewish star over it. Inside a Jewish star, it says, most corrupt candidate ever. History made. Clearly a Jewish star. What does Trump respond? This could have been a, a, uh, a sheriff's badge. A sheriff's badge? Five point of her six points at firstly, bro. Secondly, who the fuck uses a sheriff's badge on a modern day flyer? If it doesn't say wanted, dead or alive, you ain't using no sheriff's badge. Okay? Fucking maroon. Fucking maroon five. In a related poll since I'm going to Europe, Europeans hate Trump. Daily Beast reports, only 9% of Europeans surveyed have confidence in Donald Trump to do the right thing when it comes to global affairs. According to a new Pew, new Pew Research Center poll, an overwhelming 85% said they have no confidence, no confianza. Hello, I'm Antonio Banderas, and the rest of Europe has no confidence in the presumptive Republican presidential nominee, whereas Hillary Clinton on the other hand, received 59% confidence rating. The poll was conducted before the Brexit vote in the United Kingdom and surveyed citizens of 10 European nations. Why did I say European nations? That's not right. They're not European nations, and it's rude of me to say that. Trump's vetting his VP candidates right now, as is Hillary. Trump, of course, is vetting basically just every blowhard, sleazy, partisan hack. Considering New Gingrich, Chris Christie, 
oh, it's frustrating the, the state of our politics. I think he's going to choose New Gingrich because at least it's somebody who knows policy. The guy's a partisan hack. Makes a career out of just attacking the Clintons as a hobby. But at least he knows policy. He's a smart guy that knows how government works, which is helpful because on top of the ticket, Donald Duck don't know shit about how government runs. So that's sort of a problem for on account of, you know, wanting to be the president and all. Oh, is that all? Oh, is that it? Yeah. It's a pretty big farkin' job, brosh. Rose of Stalin. Josephine Baker. Fuck. But there's a real question I want to ask you guys. What is up with Taylor Swift and Tim Middlestitch, you ask? The fuck's his name? You didn't ask? Fuck it, I'll tell you anyway. Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston packed down the PDAs. At the Shake It Off Singers Annual Star-Studded Independence Day Bash near Seaside Home in Watch Hill, Rhode Island on Sunday. One day before the 4th, Us Weekly reports a couple were spotted smooching and embracing each other in the Atlantic Ocean. They canoodled alongside their famous friends, including Blake Lively. I don't know who that is. Ryan Reynolds, I do know who that is. Cara Delvignier. Don't know who that is. Carly Kloss, no idea. Gigi Hadid, heard she's hot, might have Googled a picture and still know who it is. Ruby Rose, no idea. Esti Haim, don't have a clue. And Swift's best friend, who gives a fuck? The Superstar 26 wore a bright red Forever 21 bikini, even though she's probably rapidly approaching her, her, her 30th birthday. Had America written on her top, while Hiddleston, 35 years old, rocked an I Heart TS tank top. For real? You've been dating her for two fucking weeks. You have an I heart TS. What does a TS stand for? Transsexuals? I heart TS? You know Taylor made that and handed that to him to wear. That's weird as shit. He also has a T-Swift inspired tattoo on his right tricep. A heart-shaped design with a T in the middle. That better be for your own fucking name, Tom Handle Swaps. You fucking Maroon 5? Ellie Wiesel, Holocaust survivor who went on to become a renowned author and Nobel Peace Prize winner, died on Saturday, according to Israeli newspaper Haaretz and according to facts. He was 86. It's a very sad story. Wiesel and his father were forced into Auschwitz, the worst of all the Nazi concentration camps in May 1944 towards the end of World War II. He wrote about the experience in his 1955 memoir, Night, which since his release has sold more than 6 million copies and has been translated into more than 30 languages. He also... It also is, the, is a standard reading assignment in many schools around the world. The novelist became a Nobel Peace Prize laureate in 1986 for his work in speaking out against violence and racism. And in a great clip you can YouTube, stood up to President Reagan while he was president when being honored at the White House because President Reagan was heading to Germany and had agreed to go visit a German cemetery where there were SS Nazi soldiers buried, and this did not sit well with Wiesel. And while being honored at the White House getting award, he spoke up, even though the White House begged him not to. He said, Mr. President, you wouldn't respect me, and I wouldn't respect myself if I didn't speak my conscience. And he went on to lecture the president about how horrible it was. Reagan still went on, well, I'm still going to go went on to 
visit that cemetery, but also counterbalanced it by visiting a concentration camp while he was there as well. Um, there's some amazing quotes that Wiesel was known for that I will read to you now. Wiesel said many amazing things, but here's one of his very simple amazing quotes. Every moment counts. Every second matters. It is so true, and we can make it all count. He says, we must always take sides. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. Which is on the same theme of maybe his most famous quote on indifference. He says, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. The opposite of art is not ugliness, it's indifference. The opposite of faith is not heresy, it's indifference. And the opposite of life is not death, it's indifference. He continues with another quote, there may be times when we are powerless to prevent injustice, but there must never be a time when we fail to protest. And his big point with all of that is that they always say that what really made the Holocaust possible wasn't the Nazi soldiers, it was the innocent people that said nothing and did nothing and just let the Jews be taken away. And then other groups be taken away and gypsies be taken away. And If you don't stand up for humanity as a whole, they're going to come get you one day and you'll have no one left to stand for you. It's the well-known adage about the Holocaust, and how atrocities of that nature can happen again if we forget. That's why Wiesel also was the champion of the phrase never forget, and the hashtag never forget. And we must never forget such evils that can occur in this world, sadly. And the way that we do it is by standing up for each other and reminding ourselves of what's noble and good and what's fucking bullshit and dickheaded. And it's a good time to remind you of the pledge you can all sign if you're new to the podcast and haven't signed it yet that I created many years ago. The Don't Be a Dick Pledge, where you pledge to no longer be a dick. That includes speaking up when others are being dicks. You can sign it at tinyurl.com slash don't be a dick pledge. There are already hundreds of signatures. Join your name to it. Wiesel sadly died a bit dismayed at how little has changed in the world, in his eyes. But if I may say in his honor... We're making progress. There is positive change in the world. Like this. Military removes transgender ban. Secretary of Defense Ash Carter announced Thursday that the ban on transgender troops openly serving in the U.S. military has been lifted. Booyah. They estimate there are only about 2,500 transgender troops out of 1.3 million active duty service members. About 1,500 transgender reserve members. The quote from Ash Carter says, We're talking about talented and trained Americans who are serving their country with honor and distinction. Exactly damn right. That's exactly why we have to realize that people are people. They all deserve equal rights. Even if somebody makes you uncomfortable. A lot of things make me uncomfortable. I'm trying to pass laws against it. I get uncomfortable around weird dudes. I don't like when somebody... Walks into a room and gives you, a dude gives you a handshake and his, his handshake's super soft. I don't try to stop him from, from ever getting married because of it. You understand my point? Brandy Glanville shows off butt 
in thong on Twitter. Brandy Glanville showed a photo of her butt, as I just said. What appears to be a breakup post with an unnamed lover writing, with an unnamed lover writing, Dear A-hole, this is no longer yours, bye. I don't know who this Granville person is, but I am, and always have been, a fan of thong pictures, and so I support this, whatever and whoever this is. Complete side note, I want on my pillow. They don't sponsor this podcast. I don't get any money for saying that. But my pillow. I've padded. I made the my pillow so it adjusts to the amount of puffing in your own head that you want to have puffing under your own head. And I see the ads every damn TV lately. And I want one of those fucking pillows. You get two of the price of one, but I looked it up. hundred bucks. Too expensive. Fuck it. I'm fine with my own pillows. I've never then woken up been like, oh, if this pillow had more stuffing, I'd be great. I'm all right. Also, why does every person that ever, that ever sells you shit have to be shouting? Why they're always fucking shouting? It's unreal. Can you sell something on TV late night without fucking shouting? I'm trying to go to sleep. This is available just just now, one time all over here. Calm the fuck down. I can hear you. I have a television with a volume fucking button. You sell fucking pillows, bro. Whisper a little. And the last story before Twitter answers, there will be no thunder around this week. Georgia approves KKK adopt a highway case, the Atlantic reported. A local Georgia chapter of the Ku Klux Klan might soon get a highway stretch named after them. How cute! How cute! The state Supreme Court denied on Tuesday an appeal to block a lawsuit brought forth by the international Keystone Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. That would allow them to benefit from the Adopt-A-Highway program. So this lawsuit will go through. The state initially dismissed the group's request on the grounds that it's long, of its long-rooted history of civil disturbance that would cause a significant public, dis- public concern. But I report this story because of this last line. Check this out. The American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, has backed the local KKK chapter in the court battle. They're supporting them, citing a violation of free speech. And that right there is how you know the ACLU, the ACLU is a great group. That's how you know someone's pure if they stand for their morals, whether or not they believe in the person's beliefs that they're protecting. Morals can't be a case-by-case basis. They have to be blanket. And you know that they're not full of shit when they're supporting people whose viewpoints they abhor and hate and cannot tolerate. Yet they tolerate their freedom and right to have those opinions. And we'll even fight for them in court. That's pretty fucking cool. Hats off to the ACLU. And that's a disingenuous phrase because I'm not wearing a hat. I've not been wearing a hat at any point this day or week. But metaphorically, that hat's on the fucking ground and I'm stepping on it. This Monday, I'm doing a benefit show for Orlando victims and their families. The horrible shooting and terrorist attack in Orlando. Hate crime called A Night for Orlando at the No Name Bar. Very cool, hidden bar. Exclusive place. Normally you got to be on a list in advance to even get in there. There's no name in the the place on Fairfax. But you can come for just $15 if you email Missy and Friends with a Z at the end at gmail.com. Shows at 8 p.m. this Monday. Um, Amazing lineup. Some great comedians. Jonathan Kite from Two Broke Girls. Jackie Tone. In Q, the amazing spoken word poet. And some great musicians off of this wonderful cause. In San Antonio, I was just there. Hope you 
You guys had fun if you came out. A lot of you did. It's great to meet some of the brain trust always is. Please always point out that you listen to the podcast if you come out to see a show. And it's always nice to meet you guys afterwards when I meet and greet the crowd. I'll be at the St. Louis Funny Bone August 4th through 6th. Chicago Zanies August 24th through 27. Minneapolis House of Comedy in the Mall of America September 1 through 4. And dates not announced yet, but also coming soon. Boston, Dallas, and Plano, Texas in the next couple months. But for all the rest, you can get tickets right now at bengleeb.com. And on that note, on did not, on did not, on dot newt, it's time to check in with the Brain Trust, the big Gleebers and all of us, the Gleeb Squad, the Gleeb Nation, the Gleeb Mob, the Glob, the Gleeber fever overtaking us slowly inside of our bones, the Gleeb of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Friends with Benefits, it's time for Twitter Answers. <laughs> I asked the Brain Trust, why are you up right now, and where are you? I posted this at four in the morning last night when I was preparing the podcast. I'm sorry it's a day late, but I had to fall asleep. I only had to sleep for two hours, and then slept for three more when I got home from a doctor's appointment. But why are you up right now, and where are you? Pear Bear at Pear Bear 91 said, sending myself texts for the first time. You were right. It's great. So worth it. Going to use it for reminders and positive affirmations. I'm a schedule. Love you, babe. Text to myself daily. Ha ha. Yeah, you can, I talked to my special neurotic gangster, Aaron, currently on Showtime. Available on demand. You can add it to your Hulu and your Amazon Prime and your Roku for just eight bucks a month or a free 30 day trial. Watch my hour special if you can. That I have to text myself simple reminders of normal things we used to remember in our lives. And I'm so short attention span and can't focus on shit every time two seconds after I text myself, I forget that I texted myself. And when the text comes in, two seconds later I go, oh, someone texted me. It's roughly how the joke goes. Oh, there's more to it. There's a little bit more to it. Um, but check that out. I also watch Idiot Test every Tuesday at 10 and 10.30 on GSN. Still new episodes coming at you. Who brings you so many new episodes? I do. Test your brain. I help create the brain puzzles. I write much of the show myself, and I improvise the vast majority of all of it with the contestants. Enjoy it. Test your brain a little. Why the fuck not? Don't, don't, don't not do it. And I told Pear Bear, there's a better thing than even texting yourself I discovered recently. is an app called Badger. I also don't get paid to say that. But you can schedule text to yourself. And I keep them unread until I try to do the task, and then I read the text or clear it from being an unread text. That's the one thing we're constantly checking is our text messages. So it's an excellent way to uh, keep on top of the shit you're trying to get done. Optimus for PA Gov at John Hollowitz said, Ah, damn, I was asleep at home. Third shift life. Third shift. Does that mean you're working three jobs, John? Because that sounds fucking bananas. Explain in a future tweet, please. At Up on the Shelf, Emily A. Wellen said, I'm up. A superstorm just swept through here, waking me and everyone else in the vicinity. Rockford, Illinois. Damn, superstorm. Sounds crazy. I always like being stuck in crazy extreme weather because I don't live in it often, I suppose. In L.A., it's very rarity. But at least maybe try to enjoy the, the enormity of Mother Nature while you're dealing with it. Or just, I guess it's annoying, and try to sleep next time better. Alyssa at M. Poynan says, It's afternoon in Edinburgh, Scotland. 
I am from New York, writing my grad school dissertation. L-W-O-E keeps me sane. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast all the way from Scotland. I really appreciate that. Glad it helps you out. Keep listening. At Gexio Gexish. At Gex and Gexio, our old friend. Got a job interview like right now, but I'm at my house watching Spongebob. I'm 21. What am I? You're a normal 21-year-old. I sit around and watch shit I shouldn't watch all day and don't do shit oftentimes, and I'm 38. Oh my god, I'm 38. Pretty sure it's the first time I've said that out loud, and I don't like it. I'm going to say 34 from now on. And lastly, since there's no Twitter and no thunder around this week, at UK Brain Trust, Chris Carter says, I'm up because it's 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Just finished work. Hashtag Twitter answers. Hashtag last week on earth. Hashtag time zones. Strong point. Strong point. I, I, I was aware of the concept of time zones, Chris, when I posted it. But I was curious where everybody is in their different slices of life. I've never met Chris Carter. But I will soon. During my upcoming Europe trip. Starting next week. I will report back to you what Chris is like in person. You see that long mop of great British hair that you see in his Twitter profile picture, if that's still what it is, I can't remember. Or is he a more of an enigma of a man? Does he look like one of the Golden Girls, which is, for a long time was his profile picture with me as one of the Golden Girls, as I am. And I'm looking right now, it's just a dog. It's a sleeping dog. I don't think he looks like a sleeping dog, so that seems unlikely. But I'll report to you about the whole experience by meeting Chris whenever I do that. Unless Chris has been catfishing me all these years, and Chris is actually a beautiful woman. That would be unfortunate, wouldn't it? I mean, that would be great. Chris, maybe send a beautiful woman instead. That would be cool. Just consider it if it's not too costly to transport a beautiful woman to meet me. Because Chris, the name could go both ways, so it's plausible. Please be catfishing me. I look forward to meeting you, Chris, in air quotes. Until last week, next week. This has been Last Week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir. Only at Smodcast.com.